Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Lyrically, I'm untouchable, uncrushable. Welcome everybody to another episode here of Punch the Face Radio. I'm your host, Brandon Stubbs. Uh, bless you and thank you for joining me here this week. Uh, tonight we'll have an interview here with young prospect and rising star, uh, Mario Barrios, he's a part of our 25 and 25 list at punchoftheface.com. If you haven't read that, go do that. Uh, so he'll be uh, with us here in a little bit to talk about um, talk about his rise, talk about haters. And um, I, I told him I thought he was title ready, so we're going to get his opinion on whether he's uh, ready for a title fight. Uh, as well, we'll talk uh, recap today's conference call. Um, Saul Canelo Alvarez did uh, with Golden Boy President Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, interesting tidbits that I took from it, so I'll, I'll recap that and give my thoughts on that uh, and a few other things as well. But you can be a part of the show by calling at an area code 929-477-3165. If you're listening live, you can also tweet me at BrandonP2TF. Uh, also, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Brand, BrandonP2TF. So make sure you follow me. Uh, if you're listening to the show live, give me a tweet. If you're listening show, to the show recorded, uh, tweet me later. Let me know what you think of tonight's show. But one thing I'm going to start off with was something that, you know, we lightly touched on last week, but um, it ended up being kind of a disaster, sort of. Uh, Golden Boy put on its first card on Facebook Watch, and a lot of people were – they were down on the idea of Golden Boy doing this on Facebook Watch. Uh, people saw that it would thought it was going to be kind of a hassle to do it. They thought there would be issues. And, well, it was. So let's start with the negative first because, quite honestly, I think there's a lot of good in this. The negative part was the stream crashed, which is a really big, big negative, and that's something a lot of people had issue with. A lot of people thought and it's claimed that Facebook Watch was a rather choppy uh, platform to air things on. Now, I can say this in my history and my time of watching uh, fights on Facebook, and I've watched fights, um, you know, uh, 360 promotions. Um, they had their fight that was through that you could also watch through um, Facebook as well as their website last week. I've never had any issues. Uh, Thompson Boxing, I've never had any issues. Um, let's see who else has had stuff. I know Main Events has had stuff when they had fights at the Mohican Sun. Um, Mayweather Promotions, yeah, when they had their uh, fights there in Las Vegas at Samstown, I've watched those on there. Never had any issues. So it, it, it's kind of weird that. You know, all of a sudden, Gold Boy goes on, and everybody is completely and utterly shitting on it. Uh, people shitted on it from start to finish, um, you know, last week in regards to that card. Now, yes, the, the stream crashed, but from all signs that I indicate, and I know a little bit about tech, and, and I don't have any real insider information, but I, I, I have an idea from talking to some people that it simply crashed because they ran out of bandwidth. Uh, they had more people watching the stream than what they anticipated, and the bandwidth crashed. Now, that's a bad thing, yes, but that's also a very positive sign. That's a positive sign because you had people's attention, and people were watching your programming. Now, 
Uh, it was being streamed on a couple of different outlets, but the main one that, that crashed on everyone was the feed through Golden Boy's, um, Golden Boy's Facebook page. Uh, I do know people said that you could also stream it through Ring, t- uh, Ring TV's uh, Facebook page. That worked with no problem. From what I understand, that stream never dropped. Uh, there was a couple other platforms uh, associated with Golden Boy that didn't drop, but it was the main Golden Boy one that dropped. And at the time when it dropped, it was a shade of 80,000 people watching the fight card. So if you think about it in hindsight, if you have 80,000 people watching it through this platform, uh, that at least that's what the ticker accounted, it, it could be more. It might have been more. That caused it to crash. That's not a bad thing. So, you know, for people who want to shit on Golden Boy, I want to tell them relax. Just relax for a little bit. You know, let's let's before we completely throw them into the fire and completely um, damn this idea of them being on Facebook. Watch. Let's let's give them another go because that's something that in Golden Boy's side, that's not really their fault. You know, they put on the production, they put on the fight cards. It's up to Facebook. Handle the technical stuff. Now, you can always buy more servers that will help you out to make sure you have ample bandwidth. These are very fixable things. And it's going to need to be fixable because this is something Golden Boy is going to be doing another card with Ryan Garcia. Uh, If memory serves me correct, the first week of September, or it's either going to be during fight week for Canelo Triple G2. I'll have to double check that here uh, in a little bit. But I do know they have another card coming up, and Ryan Garcia is going to be part of that. Uh, they also are going to have Jorge Linares at some juncture. He's going to be put on. A, he's going to be a part of a card as well. So from that aspect, relax, people. Give Golden Boy some slack. Uh, quit shitting on it. It was free boxing. Calm down. Now I know we were all upset because the fight card crashed in the fourth round of the main event, but we got to see other fights prior to that. So calm down, relax, and get off Golden Boy's back in that regards. So the fight card in itself uh, was pretty interesting. It was an interesting card. Uh, the Golden Boy put on. Uh, let let me kind of start with the um, let, let's start with the co-main uh, of the night. Golden Boy, uh, you know, pretty much said, you know, we got to see who's real and who's fake, and they did that. They had uh, Jonathan Navarro versus Damian Allen. Uh, these are two guys who were undefeated. Uh, Golden Boy prospects uh, fought each other. Uh, you have to see who's going to rise to the top. Uh, Jonathan Navarro was able to score a a knockout win. Uh, Damon Allen, he, ended up, he was pretty much on Queer Street the round before the fight ended. Shouldn't have went out there for the second round. He ended up, uh, For the next round, I want to say the fight ended um, maybe in the fifth or sixth round, if memory serves me correct. You know, pardon me if I'm getting the round incorrect, uh, but the fight was stopped. Uh, he took a lot of unnecessary punishment at that point. Really, you know, after the round where he got really buzzed and he looked to be out of it and went down, it was not counted as a knockdown. The ref should have stepped in and, and stopped the bout. His corners should have stepped in and stopped the bout. Uh, but they let him go out on the shield, which I respect. Uh, you know, he's 25. He's got some time still to grow. Uh, the fight ended in the seventh round. So let me get that correct. The fight ended in the seventh round. Uh, Allen went down at the end of the sixth. It was not counted as a knockdown. He went up getting hit uh, a few seconds after the bell. It was it was very split second like. I don't think it was a dirty punch at all by Navarro, but Allen was able to pick up the victory, excuse me, but uh, Jonathan Navarro was able to pick up the victory, scoring the TKO win over Allen uh, in the seventh round. So that was a very interesting fight. Uh, You can also see a lot of promise in Jonathan Navarro, and as well as Allen as well, because Allen was probably winning that fight or very close on the cards uh, prior to the stoppage. I I think, um, actually, he wasn't, according to the judges. 
I thought it was a closer fight. The judges had it. Uh, two had it 59-54. One had it 58-55. All for Navarro, but I didn't think Allen was really getting blown out. I thought it was a little bit closer than that uh, on my side. But nevertheless, Golden Boy now has another prospect that they can move on. And they also have another prospect, and Allen that they now have to reshape and see exactly uh, what's going to happen with him next. And then you had your main event. Uh, Jesus Rojas versus Joseph Diaz, a.k.a. Jojo Diaz. Now, here, here's where I'm a little bit torn here on Joseph, and I don't want to trash him because uh, he fought well, but um, he missed weight, and missing weight is a very key component of a professional boxer. Uh, it's, it's very, very key. It's just kind of a, one of the things you have to do. He didn't do that, and you know, I don't want to, you know, persecute him for it, but on the same token, when you miss weight, you, you, you miss weight. Uh, you have to have some sort of responsibility for that. So he was not eligible to win uh, the WBA championship here for the featherweight title. Uh, Rojas could, I guess, technically not lose it, but I guess now the belt is vacated. It's very, very strange. I've heard a couple of different things. So I don't even know if Rojas still has the belt or what. But Diaz was able to win the fight via unanimous decision. Uh, he won on the cards 115, 113, 116, 112, and 117, 111. It was not um, it was not really the – I don't want to say it was, a, it was an exciting fight. Uh, Diaz did look like he had physically and mentally recovered since that uh, Gary Russell Jr. fight. He looked good, but you have to wonder about missing the weight if featherweight division is going to be the right division for him going forward. But the thing is this with Joseph Diaz, and this is something I've said before, uh, that I'm worried about him about whether it's at featherweight or if he moves up, is does he have the punching power that can gain enough respect from his opponents to be able to knock them down or knock them out if need be? And that still looks to be a no on my side. I, I don't see him having that sort of uh, dangerous power that his opponents are going to respect to keep him off of him. So – you know, there's that. You know, he he won. Um, he didn't win the championship. The belt is now vacated. I don't know if he'll be able to fight somebody else for the title, if he'll move on. But, uh, you know, he had an opportunity to fight for another world title right after losing uh, a chance to uh, a world title fight earlier this year. You know, God bless him and Golden Boy hooking him up for this. But, unfortunately, he missed weight and now no title for him. So that WBA title is somewhat uh, in limbo. So go figure. But it was a pretty good card altogether from Golden Boy uh, that they put on here on Saturday night. So, like I said, man, you know, for everyone who's throwing them under the bus about the stream, relax. That's not completely their fault. Uh, that's more of a technical issue. Will they? Hopefully, they will get it fixed by the next time they have their next card here on Facebook Watch uh, with Ryan Garcia here uh, next month. So, uh, we shall see that. That that'll be interesting to see how Golden Boy plays that out. I know they're they're still actually pretty excited about it. Uh, they're not down about it. They they know it is what it is. You know these kind of things happen, so they're not down about it. So shout out to Golden Boy for that. And um, yeah, so shout out to them. So speaking of Golden Boy, let me go ahead and kind of get on this topic here now since we're on Golden Boy. Uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez had a conference call here today. Uh, I, that I, you know typically when I get these emails is a day or two before. This time it was a day of, literally three hours before. So I ended up missing the first 10 minutes of the call. Thought it sounds like I didn't miss much. Um, but the line of questioning for Canelo, as you would assume, everything was in regards to drug testing and everything was in regards to tainted meat. Uh, one reporter 
asking, are you having meat shipped in from somewhere to make sure it's not contaminated uh, as you're going through training camp and asking what type of proteins he's eating? Very bizarre question. Nothing I'd ever thought I'd hear on a conference call for boxing, someone asking someone about the protein they're eating. Very weird. Um, he did say something that I thought was interesting in the line of uh, he was asked, you know, what's going to make this fight different uh, come September 15th compared to the fight here last September? And he had stated that he now has the guidelines and the knowledge of what it takes to win and beat uh, Triple G. I don't know if that's the right way or right thing to say. I don't know if he has any sort of guidelines or blueprint to beat a guy that he just had a draw with and that a majority of boxing fans who watched this fight thought he lost the fight. So I don't know exactly what blueprint, what guidelines he has, uh, but he says he has these things, and, and God bless him for that. Also, Oscar De La Hoya was asked if he uh, seen any pointers or anything that he watched when he saw the fight uh, that he pointed out to Canelo, and he also said that he uh, saw a lot of things that he that Canelo could do different, and he gave him some tips on. Uh, and, and Oscar went on to say that he had Canelo winning by two points. Well, that's what you're supposed to say, you're the promoter. I'm not really shocked there. But maybe the most bizarre question, I wouldn't even say bizarre, but a question you could tell Oscar kind of, he wasn't tight about, but you could tell it made him feel a little uncomfortable. The question was asked to him, uh, asked to Oscar, Oscar fought two guys, Shane Mosley and, and Fernando Vargas, who popped positive for PEDs after their fights. Uh, you know, did he think that, you know, Canelo's legacy would be tarnished, uh, similar to kind of how theirs was, or, you know, did he think this was going to be different or anything like that, and how the public was going to perceive Canelo, you know, following his uh, positive test for Kambutawal? Oscar says that that is the, these cases with uh, Mosley, Shane Mosley, and Fernando Vargas compared to Canelo are totally different because they use PEDs. They use performance-enhancing drugs. Well, I hate to tell you, Oscar, Conbuterol is an, actually a performance-enhancing drug. It can help. Um, it's like a steroid. It helps with your lung capacity. It can help you uh, be able to take an air. So that is still a steroid. That is still an illegal substance. So. Whether it's something that you know he got through tainted meat or something he took, it's still a steroid, no matter how you chop it up. Um, so I thought that was really weird. And he also said something that I also thought was odd. He said Canelo's popularity in Mexico is even larger now than it was before. Now, I know some boxing fans in Mexico, and that's not really the situation. Uh, people kind of look at him as the default Mexican uh, star because of Chavez Jr. pretty much being – Chavez Jr., uh, they're not 100% sold on Jaime Manguilla because he's still uh, very young and very green, but a lot of people are starting to get behind him. And you other, you know, their fighters, you know, they're, they're, they're gone. You know, you're uh, Marquez, you know, and, and a lot of other guys. But there's, there's still some champions there uh, that they root for. But Canelo's kind of the guy out in the forefront by default. They're not the biggest fans of him. So I thought that was very strange as well. Um it was a lot of questions in regards to the drug testing in Canelo. So now that he stood the fire and stood in front, or in this case, uh, on the mic and, and on the phone, talking to people and asking these questions in regards to the drug testing, I don't want to hear any more questions about it. Um, I'm not giving him a pass on his drug test. It's just let's move on. Let's move on to the fight. Let's, let's talk about the fight now. The fight is here. We're 30 days out. Let's talk about the fight. Let that be the focus of everything going forward. Let, let's focus on that, the promoting of the actual fight, uh, these guys' um, styles, and how the first fight ended, and not his drug testing. 
you know, I, I want people to, to move on from it. I know, you know, I'm not saying he gets a pass. I'm not saying that because I know a lot of people are going to hear this and say, you're just giving Canelo a pass. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm stating is let's move on. Let, let's, we know what happened. We know it's there. He's still going to get drug tested. Let's move on to the next step of the fight. Um, I, I know it's still going to be brought up. I know uh, Triple G and Abel Sanchez is a little bit bitter about it still. Uh, Tom Leffler, you know, even throws his a fair amount of shade towards as well. So I know that side of the camp is going to uh, say their piece and say their take about it, but I asked the rest of the media, just let it go. Let it go off of Canelo for now. If he fails the test, that's different. But for now, let's focus on the fight. You know, But I know that's not going to happen. I know we're going to hear a lot more about um, his, neg- his positive test. Uh, we'll hear more about that than the, uh, the negative test he's had since then uh, and even prior to that as we did a lead up to the fight. So there it is. There's that. So that was the interesting conference call today. Again, we're 30 days out from that. Um, you can now get your closed circuit tickets. If you're going to be in Las Vegas, uh, those tickets start off at a hundred dollars. There are some at, through the MGM grand that are $200 that are part of some kind of pro, uh, party pack. Um, you know, people took a tweet that I sent out and kind of ran with it. Um, and I had to send another one clarifying that. So right now there are three different pro- four excuse me four properties that you can watch uh, or you can get tickets for Canelo Triple G closed circuit tickets for uh, MGM Grand is one uh, the Lexor is one uh, Mandolin Bay is one and I want to say Mirage or New York New York but I'm about to confirm now uh, that you can get tickets to actually watch the fight on closed circuit so again you're just going to be sitting watching it at a giant big screen in a ballroom there at um, at um, in Las Vegas, at one of those uh, hotels, uh, you still got to buy your drink separately. You, you still got to uh, get any snacks separately. So all that's separate. So um, if you've never done to a closed circuit fight there in Vegas, you're literally just paying for a pay per view. Literally, uh, you're actually paying more, in theory. Uh, but um, yeah. So um, so MGM Grand, you'll be able to watch it. Mirage, uh, Luxor, and Madeline Bay. Now, at MGM Grand, they're offering $200 party pack tickets. I don't know what those are. It does not give much information there on Ticketmaster, uh, but it's uh, $200 each, um, and I guess it gets you one one seat. I don't know what's a part of it. It, it doesn't specify through Ticketmaster. Uh, at the other locations, so Madeline Bay, Luxor, and Mirage, it will cost you $100 uh, to get a closed-circuit seat and ticket to watch the fight. Uh, there's not a, a chance in this world this fight does not break gate records. This is going to do uh, really crazy numbers, and good for them if it does. Um, but uh, that's a lot. That is a lot to pay uh, to watch it on closed circuit when you can watch it at home. So if you're going to be on Vegas, um, best of luck to you trying to get fight tickets because there are a few available. Uh, they will cost you in the thousands, but hey. It is what it is. This is going to be obviously the biggest fight of the year uh, from a financial aspect for boxing. Um, let's hope it delivers in an action aspect of it. The undercard looks crazy as well. So obviously we'll get that confirmed, but there's Chocolito. Chocolito uh, Roman Gonzalez is going to be on there. Jaime McGee is rumored to be on there. David Lemieux versus Michael Sullivan is rumored to be on there. They're going to have some fights for free uh, that will air part of a free view uh, before they go live on pay-per-view. So uh, this is going to be a pretty big card, and it's going to have a lot of entertaining and, and interesting names a part of the undercard before we get to the main event. So 
Uh, best of luck to everything with that. And obviously, as we get closer to the fight over the next month, we'll be talking more, giving more information in regards to those undercard bouts. Speaking of bouts, let's talk to about our guest here this week. Well, Mario Barrios fought here a couple of weeks ago on Showtime, uh, was able to get a, a TKO win, looked very good in doing that. I had an opportunity to talk to him about a week ago. Unfortunately, the interview got pushed back, so uh, we thought of, Thought we were going to have him on live, but hey, he was able to talk to him nevertheless. Uh, so he took some time out to talk about um, talk about everything, talk about the fight, and talk about uh, how he's dealing here with the stardom and, and the fast rising that he's doing here as a uh, fighter underneath the Al Heyman uh, umbrella. So right now, here's our interview with Mario Barrios live here on Punch to the Face Radio. All right, Mario, you're you fresh off your win here against uh, Jose Rom- uh, Roman uh, <laughs> here last weekend uh, over in Staples Center over in L.A. Um, first off, you know, how are you doing? Because you did suffer a cut there in that fight. How is that cut healing uh, now that we're a couple of days removed from the fight? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the cut has healed, you know, uh, well. Um, I just have to, you know, wait uh, another day or two to get the stitches removed, but I mean, it's showed well, you know, all the bruising and swelling has, has gone away. I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's all good. Well, that, that's a good deal. So, nothing that looks like that's going to prevent you from being on the sidelines an extended period of time. Looks like it's going to heal up okay? Yeah. I mean, I mean the, all the healing and everything is good. I mean, uh, I mean uh, we're, we're back to just, just being ready for anything. Well, good deal. Now, uh, in regards to this fight, man, you dropped him here in the fourth. Were you surprised that he was able to get up? Uh, from that shot, and actually continue on another four rounds after going after going down there in the fourth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a, I got injured in the fourth, but um, I knew that mom, you know, was a, he's a really tough opponent. You know, he's been down in in um in a couple fights that he actually came back and won. So I mean, uh, I knew, but you know, by by me dropping him, um, it it, it, it didn't necessarily secure the win, you know, but I mean, it did definitely show, you know, that uh that I was starting to break him down. You surprised that he did retire and not come out for the ninth round? Do you think he just took too much and he just said, you know, I'm done. I can't, I can't do anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you know, it was a really good, good call by his corner. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, in the sport of boxing, of course, you know, when you're in there, you know, you, you I mean, you're trying to, you know, uh, like beat each other down. But I mean, you never really want any serious problems. And uh, towards the end of the fight, I mean, he was just taking, you know, just, uh, just too much damage. Like it, it was just becoming unnecessary. Now, speaking of corners, man, you, you got a good one in your corner, man, in Virgil Hunter. Uh, you know, he'd been sick earlier this year, and we, we hadn't really seen him out much, but it was good to see him back in the corner and back working with fighters. Uh, you know, he, he seems so calm and so cool. Have have you ever actually seen Virgil get angry uh, with you, whether it's in training camp or, or at all? Because he just seems to be such a mellow guy. Uh, the few times we've seen him raise his voice on television, not even really him yelling, it's just him talking loud. Yeah, I mean, Virgil, you know, he's a very, uh, he's a very calm, you know, passive coach. And um, I feel, you know, that's what, what has always worked best for me. You know, I, I work best, you know, when I'm not under pressure, you know, when I'm not getting yelled at or anything. I mean, so our styles have matched up very well. But, I mean, that's just Virgil, you know, as the coach that he is. I mean, you, it, it's rare if you hear him raise his voice. Now, you know, this fight was just now. You've already fought here in March of this year. Uh, you're going to look to get back in the ring here before the year's out, right? Yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. I mean, maybe something in November. 
Now, one of the questions we did have asked from uh, Jenna, who's a, a fight fan of yours, who's actually in San Antonio, uh, she's wanting to know, man, at, at what point are you going to get back out there? Because it seems like you have such a strong fan base there in your hometown. People want to see you and, and your sister as well. So shout out uh, to your sister, the Aztec Queen. Got to make sure we mention her. Uh, you guys have such a loyal fan base there. You know, are you going to try to push to get some kind of card there sooner than later? Again, to where maybe even you headline this time. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the you know the goal overall. You know to just continue on bringing you know big fights you know to San Antonio. I mean, me and my sister, we both you know we love fighting here at home. You know, we always get a tremendous amount of love. And I mean, the, you know, there's nothing like like fighting you know in your hometown. You know, having that that strong support. And San Antonio, you know, has always you know been a hotbed for boxing. And I mean, and you know they love boxing here. So I mean, hopefully you know maybe by next one you know we can land you know me and my sister both on the same card. Now, that will be dope. Now, I'm not going to lie, because you're not seeing, you know, uh, siblings at a high-level fight, whether it's even two brothers or a brother and a sister, fight at a high level, and that's what you guys are doing right now. So definitely salute to you guys for that. Now, I, I do have to ask this question, because this last fight here this past weekend, this was at World to Weight. Now, you're, you're, you know, you're ranked currently by the WBA number four in the super lightweight. Uh, you know, what weight class are we going to see you at next, or are you just going to just – See what you know. What fight gets offered, and what weight class makes sense for you? Uh, right now, my uh, my focus is on the junior welterweight division. Uh, this past fight, it was at the catchweight at 142, and um, but I mean, right now, I mean, the focus is the the junior welterweight division. That's where you know I feel stronger. That's where I, I look to, I look to keep on competing. I mean, up until you know my body is unable to to make the weight at 140. Once it starts becoming an issue on me and my health. Then, uh, then, then we'll look to move up to move up to the welterweight division. All right. Now, on our website, punchtheface.com, you were listed upon as being 25 and 25. We had fighters who were 25 or younger, being you know 25 faces and names fight fans should get familiar with. Now, with you being a part of that list, one thing that we gave you the distinction of we was that we felt that you were the most title ready out of the guys who are under 25 who aren't currently champions. Uh, you know, is a title fight next before the year is out, or do you still think that you're maybe a fight or two away from that coming to fruition for one of the, 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 the bigger belts? You know, granted you won a belt here, uh, a vacant championship this past weekend, but more uh, more more belts or a more prestigious belt going forward? Yeah. Um, my, uh, right now, like I said, I mean, uh, I mean, if I could, I feel like, uh, like I could get a title right now, but... Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the decision is, you know, up to my manager, you know, my advisor. And, uh, I mean, the same amount of time, you know, we have plenty of time, you know. I mean, I'm only 23. So, I mean, there's no rush with it. So, I mean, if I don't get it, you know, by by this year, you know, that's no problem at all. You know, we still have, you know, all of next year, you know, that we can, you know, focus on getting a title. Now, a question I do have for you, there's something I did notice during the fight here on Saturday night because it's, it's kind of strange, but, you know, I want to know how you deal with this or even if you notice. There there was some people saying, you know, why is Mario, you know, starting off this card on Showtime? This was something not only from fight fans, but I saw a couple of fellow PBC fighters saying the same thing. Like, why is this kid getting an opportunity to be on television? He's fighting cans and whatnot. You know, how do you react to that? Do you hear any of this noise? You know, obviously you, you don't hear it as you're fighting, but do you ever hear about it later? And how do you deal with that? Because it's not only coming from, you know, people in boxing, but fellow fighters, you know. How do you deal with that kind of negative energy being presented to you? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, um, 
I mean, the, the, they're not the ones, you know, who, who are signing my checks. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, it, it doesn't concern me too much, you know. I mean, as long as I stay on track with what I'm doing, you know, with the people I'm with. I mean, um, I usually, you know, I I'm pretty good at just ignoring, you know, the, all of the, all of the the negative energy. I mean, um, you know, in my eyes, you know, the more the more negative things that you have, you know, said about you, you know, I mean that that I mean, if anything, says a lot, you know, about what you're doing, you know, because I mean, you're doing something that that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, I mean, if you're not, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, and everybody wants to be on television. So I mean, you know, for you getting that opportunity, you can't. And when I saw that from a you know some couple fellow fighters, I'm like, you know, why are they knocking this kid for getting on television? Everybody wants to be on television, but there's only certain spots, and promoters pick who they want, and the networks pick who they want. So I mean, I thought that was kind of cheesy and, and very lame on, on another fighter to do that to a fellow fighter. But I mean, jealousy is everything in life. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. You know, like I said, I mean. Especially, you know, when it comes to fighters, you know, if if one fighter isn't on TV, you know, if he sees another one uh, that that's upcoming, you know, he might feel a certain type of way, you know, because cause they're not on TV themselves. And men getting in their feelings is never a good thing. Grown men should never get in their feelings. That's that's a, that's a tip we want to give <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, never that. Don't get in your feelings about another fighter and what they're doing, man. So, um, you know, one, one last thing, you know, another question that was asked here, part of the, the Facebook group was, uh, you know, the stepping up in competition, uh, are you, you know, what kind of style of, of opponent do you maybe want next to kind of get a different look, or do you even kind of request anything like that, or do you just, whatever they present to you, you say, all right, sign me up, I'm there, I'll fight them? Yeah, for the most part, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just game for, for, for whatever fighter, you know, that they bring in front of me. I mean, I, I feel like I do well, you know, with all styles, and you know, with brawlers, with boxers, because, I mean, I myself, you know, I'm, I'm a boxer puncher, you know, that has that has length and range, you know, I can box, and even at times, you know, I can brawl. Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what style that is presented to me, um, because I, I, I will make the, uh, I, I will adapt, you know, when it comes, you know, to fight nights. Agree, man, and that's, that's another reason why we like you so much, and that's why we put you part of that list of the 25 and 25, because... We see you getting better each fight around. We see you improving each fight around, no matter what kind of opponent it is. You're adapting, you're changing. You know, some people would have freaked out when they got cut and had that headbutt. You know, the opening round, you didn't. You you showed composure. You kept on, you know, battling and going at it. So that shows why that you're one of the stars of tomorrow, and that's why we show you love here on Punch the Face Radio. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate that. You know, I mean, I'm, that's, that's the reason why, you know, I'm working so hard, you know, to continue, you know, to to prove that. Well, absolutely. Well, well Mario, man, let, let the fans know where they can keep tabs up with you. Uh, let them know where, you know, where they can find out when the next fight will be. Uh, you know, plug that social media, which everybody loves here on Punch the Face Radio. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, my followers and everything, they can keep up with me on uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, that's going to be at boxer underscore barrios. Absolutely, my man. Well, let that cut heal up, man. We appreciate you taking out time. We hope to see you back in the ring, obviously, sooner than later. Uh, you know, keep making those haters mad. Keep getting them checks, man. And uh, hopefully the fight fans in San Antonio can see you sooner than later as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I really hope so. Thank you, Brandon. All right, man. No problem at all. We appreciate you taking out the time. Yeah, shout out to Mario Barrios, man. And like you said, man, we don't need grown men being in their feelings. So if you're a male boxer, don't be in your feelings about another boxer. Like, relax, man. Let this young man do his thing. You know, there was a lot of hate 
that uh, Saturday night a couple of weeks ago when he opened the card on Showtime from fellow PBC fighters. And I thought that was just it was just it just seemed very odd and unnecessary because when they're fighting and and in this case it was a couple of guys who were on losing streaks uh, throwing out that shade. I'm just like, why are you having this kind of energy when you're not winning your fights? So, I mean, it is what it is. But shout out to Mario. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Again, he's a part of that 25 at 25 list at punchtheface.com. Make sure you check that out and give me your thoughts and impressions on that. So we've got a got a couple of fighters here off of that list. We're going to try to get some more on uh, here in the coming weeks to talk about their placement on the list. Now, let, let's let's talk about the – there was only a few cards of any really interest uh, this weekend in boxing. Uh, I'm going to first start off with the one here, the international one, because we love our international boxing here at Punch the Face Radio. Luckily, these names aren't too hard to enunciate uh, since Adam Abramowitz, our fearless co-host, is not with us here tonight. So uh, from Belfast, Northern Ireland, uh, here on Saturday, uh, Carl Frampton will face Luke Jackson for an interim WBO uh, featherweight championship. Uh, Luke is 16-0, and 0, uh, while obviously Carl Frampton, 25-1, and 1, is the heavy favorite here. Uh, I look for Frampton to win. It'll be a unanimous decision, but... Uh, it's just levels of class, and I think he's going to just outclass him as the fight goes on. Uh, Luke's got a chance early. Uh, he's going to have to definitely press the action early and gain the respect of Frampton, but I think Frampton is just way too wily, uh, way too good, way too skilled to lose this fight. That's the main event there in Belfast on Saturday. But the fight that has the most, I, I guess has the most energy around it because of what could potentially happen is the return bout here of Tyson Fury here at heavyweight. Uh, Tyson Fury is making his return after a three-year sabbatical, fighting uh, drugs, mental health issues, all sort of things, but he's coming back. This is the second fight. He's going to be fighting Francisco uh, Pantania. I'm going to go with uh, Pantania, maybe Pantania. Pantania, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, So Francisco... There's going to be Tyson's opponent here on Saturday. What makes this interesting is obviously the news going around of a fight in December between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder for Deontay Wilder's WBC championship. So it is, uh, from what I'm understanding, working knowledge that Deontay Wilder will be there in the arena on Saturday. Um, We do know there has been contract uh, contract negotiations. Uh, We do know Tyson Fury's even said he's not above even going over uh, to America to make this fight happen. So, sounds like this is all but a done deal. Uh, you'll see Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder at some juncture, maybe later this year, top of next year. Uh, that's all if all goes to plan here on Saturday uh, in his return bout. Now, th- this guy that Fury is facing, he is 35-4. and f- uh, four. Uh, He's got um, 21 KOs. He is a a fighter out of Germany. He's currently coming off of a um, a bad um, a bad unanimous decision loss to Peter Millis uh, in uh, Munich. You know he hasn't won back to back fights here. Uh, he, and back in 2017, he had uh, two TKOs in a row. Uh, really, nobody of note on his resume as far as wins go. Uh, he does hold a loss to Vladimir Klitschko, which he lost via TKO. Uh, he also lost via TKO to Kevin Johnson here last year. Uh, so these are all fights that he's lost. Like I said, nobody of real uh, name recognition that he holds a win over. So 
it looks like on paper this should be a fight. Tyson Fury should win relatively easy. Uh, Fury's looking better and better each time around. We see him in training, uh, looking a lot slimmer, moving um, even more better, um, even more better, even look, moving better each time out. Uh, he's looking like that skill set is all there. Again, when Tyson Fury's on, he was the and he was the heavyweight champion of the world and still is the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. He beat the guy who beat the guy. So he still holds that distinction. You can't take that away from him. Um, I, I don't know how much we will learn with a fight like this on Saturday for, from Tyson Fury. One thing he did say is definitely you're going to see the footwork. Uh, that's something he's um, – I think he's going to work on a lot. He's been working a lot more and wants to put on display here Saturday. So the footwork may be a part of it, but something he definitely looks to and wants to get his opponent out there sooner than later uh, to assure this big fight with Deontay Wilder here at, at some point here, like I said, later this year. Or top of next year. So, you know, there's that. And I, I'm kind of happy about Tyson Fury. Um, you know, I've said since the beginning of the year, and people keep calling me crazy when I when I said this, but now look who crazy look how crazy I am, because it's looking to be the truth that Tyson Fury is the linchpin of the heavyweight division. There's no gray area about it. That this is you know, he's the guy that's going to make everything move in the in the division. And it's looking more and more like that. He is the kind of the, the, the guy who's going to hold a lot of the weight, no pun intended. Uh, you know, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua aren't going to fight. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see this fight happening at all this year. Uh, it was going to be Tyson Fury who's going to get one of the two guys, and it's looking like he's going to get Wilder. And the thing is, what's going to make things really interesting is he beats Wilder, uh, you know, regardless of whoever wins, whether it be him or Deontay Wilder, the ball is really going to be in Anthony Joshua's court to put up or shut up because these guys are now willing to fight each other. It sounds like there's no problems here with the negotiations. You know, I, it's going to make a very interesting scenario here in the heavyweight division come next year. Um, but, you know, first things first, Tyson Fury has to win his fight this weekend in order for any of this uh, to come to fruition. Now, I, I still, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in Tyson Fury. I don't think he's a bum. There's a lot of people who are saying, you know, he's he's not there yet. He's, you know, he's still he's still fighting cans. If he's going to fight Deontay Wilder after this, he won't be ready. You know, I don't know what, what else he'll need to do. You know, why go through a, a tough, hellacious fight before fighting Deontay Wilder? If you can get Deontay Wilder next, do it. So do it. Uh, more power to him if he's able to pull that off. So, uh, that's what we have here during the day on Saturday. That fight you'll actually be able to watch on uh, Facebook and YouTube uh, through Showtime's Facebook and YouTube page. So you'll be able to watch those live. You'll be able to watch it on tape delay later in the day Saturday on Showtime Extreme. So we'll, we we will be able to see that fight. It's very interesting Showtime's picking that up. Um, obviously, Carl Frampton's a guy who's somewhat kind of underneath the PBC umbrella slightly. I don't know how any of that all works out, uh, but he's there. He's a guy that um, has had fights under the PBC umbrella, so obviously they have some sort of a, um, a vested interest in him. And obviously uh, Tyson Fury, if he's able to win, it would make a lot of sense for Showtime being able to show this fight and showcase him and be able to sell him as a Deontay Wilder opponent when they actually air that fight that would be more likely on Showtime. I doubt it would be on Showtime pay-per-view. I don't think it would be that big of a buy here in the States yet, but – uh, they're always trying to squeeze every dime out of us, so hey, we'll see. So that we have that during the afternoon on Saturday. Saturday evening, we do have another fight card here from 
our buddies over at Top Rank. Top Rank is going to be back. Uh, they're in Atlantic City. They're at the um, Ocean Resort and Casino. Uh, they're in Atlantic City here Saturday night. That card is headlined by heavyweights as well. Uh, that's going to be Brian James, Jennings versus Alexander uh, Dimit- Dimitreko in a heavyweight fight. Brian Jennings is kind of an interesting uh, character. You know, this is a guy who's only two losses, or, or they're bad losses. Um, you know, they were losses to Vladimir Klitschko and Luis Ortiz in very uh, ugly fashion, but uh, those two losses are also against two champions. Um, you know, Luis Ortiz was, I think, held like some kind of interim championship at that time. And honestly, Klitschko was the uh, lineal heavyweight champion at that time. You know, he, he, he fought. He didn't get completely smoked for getting KO'd, but it is what it is. But uh, so that's that's going to be the main event there. Also on that card as well, Jesse Hard, he's going to be in a keep busy fight, uh, NABF super middleweight fight uh, against Mike uh, Grzavny. Grzavny? Um, there is super middleweight. Look, I, I've said this before, and I know people like Jesse Hart's story. You know, he's a son of a fighter. Uh, he's wanted to become a champion uh, because his dad is sick. Jesse Hart is a B-level fighter. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I know people don't want to hear that, but I don't see what others see in Jesse Hart. I, I just don't. Um, I know he's begging and want to go rematch with Gilberto Ramirez and try to get that run that back if they keep have a chance there. Uh, it is what it is. I just don't see him being a legitimate guy, a legitimate player in regards to championship fights uh, at 168. I think the, the guys who are at the top would smoke him, truth be told. But he's going to be in the keep busy fight here on Saturday. Also, Jason Sosa, he's going to be fighting on the card as well. Uh, prospect and former punch to face radio guest Shakur Stevenson is also going to be featured. Uh, Thomas Cornflake Lamana. Is also going to be uh, featured there on the card. So you'll be able to watch the main card. I think they're going to show the Hart um, Jennings fight and uh, more than likely Shakur Stevenson. Those fights you'll probably be able to see on ESPN. Uh, the rest of the card, obviously, on ESPN Plus. Quit being cheap and spend the $4.99 and watch the damn fight cards on ESPN Plus, people. Quit begging for streams. It's $4.99 for Christ's sakes. Pay it. God. Bums. <laughs> so. So that that's your pretty much your fight action here for this weekend, man. It's a very um, very subdued week for boxing. It doesn't really pick up. Um, we got a fight card here next week. I, I um, Raymond Beltran uh, he defends his championship. Isaac Dogbo's back in action. Uh, so we have that. And a few other cards here. Uh, the top of next month uh, before it really picks up. Obviously Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, uh, Superfly three, and then obviously the big one here on. Uh, September 15th. So uh, we've got to kind of bear through these next couple of weeks where it's not huge names fighting, but still some good action uh, for us to get through before we get some uh, more major fights here come September. So we got that situated there. Now, um, something else that was very ironic, uh, BJ Flores, uh, the maybe the BJ Flores era is finally over. You know, this is a guy who you know, he, he made some slick comments about some of the smaller weight classes, and it really seems like the boxing gods have cursed him since then. Uh, you know, we stopped seeing him get his opportunity to fight, uh, excuse me, to commentate for PBC cards. Uh, so he's pretty much been relegated to just uh, fighting wherever he can fight for that, for that matter, um, and, and really becoming somewhat of a nobody in, in boxing. Um, you know, he lost via TKO in 2016 to Tony Ballou. Uh, he was able to pick up two 
two wins in Phoenix, uh, fighting, I think, under the Iron Boy promotional banner. Uh, fighting there to much to no one's um, no one's interest. And this weekend was no different. He lost to Trevor Bryant. Uh, he got TKO'd. I think, he, from what I remember reading, he went down six times there in the fight. Um, you know, at this rate, you know, he's 39. And he's got over uh, 30 career fights. You know, he's fought a cruiserweight. This is for a vacant heavyweight championship or interim uh, WBA heavyweight title. Um, you know, all I got to say is to BJ Flores in his career. The boxing gods don't like it when you pick at people. And this is what happened. BJ Flores picked at some smaller weight classes, said he had never heard of Roman Gonzalez. And since that comment, his career has subsequently went to shit. So there you go. That, that's what happens, BJ Flores. Um, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that's what we got here this week. So, um, like I said, man, it's been a light, quiet week in boxing, thank God. Um, and um, yeah, it, it's been been quiet. Um, we'll say this if you're uh, if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, there's a story that it's a couple stories that popped out here today that are quite interesting. Now, the first being uh, Jermaine Taylor had charges dropped against him in regards to domestic violence um, because I guess the person that he assaulted refused to come forward. Not really surprised there, uh, and because it is Jermaine Taylor. And then uh, as we do as we're doing the show here live, um, Antonio Tarver, former um, you know, super heavyweight, not super heavyweight, super um, uh, excuse me, light heavyweight champion. Uh, current heavyweight arrested of domestic violence. Now, this is a week after him going on a social media rant about him not getting fights and, and being locked out of the industry and pretty much being blackballed. Now he's been arrested for domestic violence. So I, I wish him the best. Uh, you know, I know he's extremely frustrated uh, by the way the final chapter of his career has played out. Uh, you know, I hope the best for him. Hopefully this is a misunderstanding and it's kind of crazy, but who knows? Uh, but but we'll see. Well, obviously, if there's more to the story, we'll report that here in the, the, the weeks to come on Punch the Face Radio. Also, another guy we were high on, and uh, he, he's coming off of a loss, but he's going to be returning back, Jesse Magdaleno. Uh, he signed an extension with Top Rank, so he's going to be around a while. And as well, Top Rank won a purse bid for uh, a championship fight between Maurice Hooker and uh, Alex Salido. That fight uh, will happen more than likely um, – down in Oklahoma City, exactly when, we don't know. Uh, but that's going to happen more sooner than later. So look for that fight uh, to be aired here on ESPN uh, through Top Rank still. So Top Rank's doing the right thing um, and, uh, you know, putting the money out there and, and and booking the fights. You know, they have a lot of slots to fill uh regards to cards they have to put together. So it's making sense uh, for them to go out and um, – you know, buy these purse bids and get these fights and get these aired. Um, makes sense. So nothing wrong with that at all. So shout out to Top Rank for making that happen. So they've got a fight card um, in the books that they'll be getting set up here for later later this fall. Uh, with that being stated, um, that is not tonight's show. Short show tonight. Um, like I said, with kind of being a quiet week last week in boxing and no real big fights here this week, um, makes things a little bit easier. So as always, we'll run the gamut so you know what to do. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, follow me on Twitter at BrandonP2TF. And as well, follow our co-host, Adam Abramowitz at SN Boxing. Make sure you go to punchoftheface.com. 
Uh, if you've missed any of the shows, you'll be able to listen to all of them there uh, at punchtheface.com. Uh, you can also find all the shows on Stitcher Radio and as well as iTunes Podcast. Just search Punch to the Face Radio. It's always the number two, not the word two. So num- Punch to the Face Radio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and as well as Blog Talk Radio. So follow all those there. Uh, catch up on all the old shows there as well. Next week, no idea what next week's show will be, but obviously we'll be talking some Tyson Fury uh, in his return in, in regards to uh, him possibly facing Deontay Wilder next. And as well, we'll recap this top-ranked card that goes down here Saturday night from Atlantic City. Uh, so we'll talk that in any other boxing news that goes on as we count down closer uh, to the big one here of Canelo Triple G Part 2 and as well as Superfly 3 in September. So big things ahead. Um, in September, if we can hold on, dog days of summer are here, so it is what it is. But uh, we're here for you, the fans, so make sure you uh, continue to listen to us. We appreciate the support. Uh, with that being stated, I want everyone to stay safe, stay blessed, love one another, because it's the only way we're going to get through this. I am Brandon Stubbs, and I am out.